Hey everybody, I'm Tiara, and motherhood is hard. So let's talk about it. I'll be bringing you along as I navigate being a wife and mother to a medically complex child on the spectrum. Do you have your coffee ready? This is Stronger Now, the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to Stronger Now, the podcast. I'm so excited. This is our first episode. And um, I just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in. It is April when I'm recording this, and April is Maternal Health Awareness Month. So I thought this would be the perfect episode to deep dive on this topic. Um, You know, I'm super cozy today. I am in my crew neck and my sweats, and I'm just recovering from spring break. You know, mamas out there that know, that have school age kids know that it's you're off for a week and recovering for a week. So I have my coffee. I hope you guys have your coffee too. And let's get into the episode. So it's 2015. Andy and I met at TGI Fridays. And honestly, we spent every day together since we met, connected, spent every day together. And then we quickly decided that we were going to move in with each other. We moved in together seven months after dating. And I remember, like, I'm 21 years old at the time. I remember asking my friends, like, should I move in with him? Should I move in with him? Should I move, on my, move out on my own? Because him and I both had plans on moving out on our own at the time. And then we were like, mm, you know, we should move in together. You know, we were thinking saving money. We're together all the time anyway. Um, he had already lived on his own. He had went to college, came home. This is my first time living on my own. So naturally I was like, oh, you know, I'm moving in with a man. I kind of want to do things on my own. I want to live by myself for a minute. But in the end, we decided to move in together. So we move in together and quickly we get pregnant. Unplanned, but we honestly were so excited. I have always wanted to be a mom. Anybody will tell you I've always wanted to be a mom. I was super excited. I was of course scared. I'm 21 years old and I'm like I hope this works out. But overall we were very very excited. So we tell his parents first and I knew that his mom was going to be overjoyed. She already had grandkids from his older brother and so we told her she was so excited and the first thing she asked is, "Do you have a doctor?" Have you made a doctor's appointment? And I thought I was like, oh, no, I haven't made a doctor's appointment. I don't even really have a primary OBGYN. So I asked her, do you have any recommendations? So she says, oh, yeah, you know, my sister works in labor and delivery. I'll ask her if she has any recommendations. So she gets back to me and she refers um, Andy and I to an OBGYN that is super close to us in Long Beach. and we make an appointment, our six-week appointment. So about a week before our six-week appointment comes up, um, I start to experience some cramping. It felt like menstrual cramps, but little strong, little strong enough for me to be concerned. So I'm telling Andy about it. It's late at night. Of course, we go straight to Google and Google says that, you know, it's 
It could be normal, it could be, you know, your uterus stretching or preparing for baby, and it also could be a sign of miscarriage if there's some cramping towards your back. So, you know, I'm stressed out at this point. I told him, you know, just to ease my mind, we should go to the emergency room. So we go to the emergency room and we get back pretty fast as soon as they as soon as I tell them, you know, I'm pregnant. Um, I was, I think, right at the six week mark going on to the seventh week. And so they get us back, they do the ultrasound and the doctor comes in. The doctor says, you know, still keep your appointment with your OBGYN, but the baby's heart rate is really low and the baby is not growing according to gestational age. So prepare yourself for a miscarriage. Keep your appointment, but prepare yourself for a miscarriage. And we were shocked. Like I was so shocked. I'm 21. I didn't even think that you could have miscarriages so young. Um, We go back home. We sleep it off. In the morning, we both tell each other, like, look, we'll just keep our doctor's appointment. We'll be positive and we'll just, you know keep going, keep drinking a lot of water. He was really on me. He was really on me about drinking water, resting until our doctor's appointment. So the day of our doctor's appointment comes and I was in the best of spirits. We were positive and optimistic about everything. We get in, the OBGYN is automatically very cold very cold. She walks in and she's like, I saw in your charting that you went to the emergency room. And then we told her the story like, yeah, I had a, you know, I had some cramping and she was like, well, that's not something to go to the emergency room for. You shouldn't have gone to the emergency room. You should have just waited to your appointment. So I was immediately taken aback by like her sternness. So I was like, okay, she does the, she does the ultrasound and it was the craziest experience. She looks at us and she says, yeah, there's no heartbeat. And Andy and I looked at each other and we were just like shocked at how just blatant she was. She was like, yeah, there's no heartbeat. And I said, excuse me? And she was like, yeah, there's no heartbeat. Um, Do you see anything on the screen? Do you see a heartbeat on the screen? And I looked at her and I said, I don't know what I'm looking for. This is my first pregnancy. And then she was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, there's no heartbeat. And I start to tear up because I'm I'm actually angry that she's treating me this way. And I'm upset that, you know, what we thought was going to happen is not is no longer happening. So I look at her and I was like, I don't know what I'm looking for. And she says, yeah, there's no heartbeat. And then she continues and she says, well, this wasn't planned anyway, right? You guys, I will never, ever forget the feeling in my stomach when she said that. I was so upset. I immediately started crying and she was like, I see you're upset. Let's make another appointment where we could talk about options. So we leave and I was just a mess, bawling, crying, so upset. And Andy was staying really, really strong for me um, until we got home and at home, he was just as upset as I was. And we just were like looking at each other, trying to grasp the concept that this is no longer happening for us, but also trying to process how we were treated. And to know that, that she just was so 
just like robotic, just like, oh yeah, this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. And like foot out the door, right? It made me think like, oh my God, I hope that you don't talk to everybody like this. I hope that it's because we're young. I hope that it's because, you know, maybe we're young and black, but I was just thinking like, I really hope that you don't talk to other people like this. And, um, you know, I didn't even want to go to the follow-up appointment, but I had no idea what the next steps were. So we go to the follow-up appointment and she starts to give options and she starts to talk about, um, you know, a DNC, uh, giving me a pill, uh, where that it would let the, you know, the tissue and everything pass. Um, and I opted for a DNC and she, you know, she goes down the list of the risks and the benefits of it. And, um, that's what we decided to choose. So after that experience, it really got my mind working. You know, I'm still 21 at the time and I'm just like going in, I'm like spiraling. Like I'm 21, I'm young. This has happened to me and I, nobody in my family has told me anything about, you know, that this has happened to them. Um, you know, am I going to be, ha- am I going to be able to have kids in the future? I'm thinking about all of these things. And like I said, I'm just spiraling. I don't know what to expect for my future. Am I going to have a family? And I'm thinking about Andy and I'm thinking about, you know, he wants kids. I want kids. Is this something that I'm going to be able to do for not only myself, but for him? So, you know, even though I was young, I was like, look, I want to try this again. Like, I want to try. I feel like I'm meant to be a mom and I want to do this again. I feel like this was a real loss and I want to regain what I lost. So we talk about it and we decide. Yes, we're going to try and we're going to try for another child. We try and immediately we get pregnant again. And same thing happens. Same thing happens. I have another miscarriage. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, why is this happening to me instantly? Or like, why is this happening to me? So right around this time, Andy and I are about two years into our relationship and we've already gone through two miscarriages. Um, We already had such a strong foundation in, you know, how we wanted our relationship to be, how we wanted to respect each other, how we wanted our life to go and how we wanted to grow. Um, But right around this time, we're just enjoying each other. We're making, you know, we're making experiences. We're still living together. And we decide we're going to try again. We're going to try again. And in my head, I told myself like, this is the last time I'm going to try. But first I wanted to find a great doctor, a great doctor that had experiences in infertility and miscarriage. And I did, I found an amazing doctor. Um, she was right off the bat, very thorough. We did ultrasounds. We did um, you know, urine test, blood test, um, just to make sure that my hormone levels were good, to make sure that I was overall healthy. And she gave us the green light. I'm healthy, I'm young, hormone levels are good, and you know, we're good to go to try again. We try again, immediately we get pregnant. 
And something in my soul, something in my being, I was like, I'm going to be a mom. This is my time. I'm going to be a mom. And we go to our first ultrasound appointment. Heart rate's there. Heart rate's good. It was seven weeks in. And this is my pregnancy with Carter boy. Ah, we're already we're already on a good start. My doctor's amazing. She's like, this is going to be the experience that you've wanted. And we're going to make sure we're going to do, you know, blood work. I'm going to come in a little bit more often, not too, you know, not like high risk or anything, but I'm going to come in a little bit more often. We're going to do ultrasounds. Everything's going to be fine. Well, I'm going to get into a little bit more of my pregnancy journey with Carter, but fast forward, Carter's born. Everything's amazing. I'm so happy I'm a mom now. And even though, you know, we're on a different journey, I'm a mom. So all the miscarriage, you know, it goes out of my mind. I don't think that, you know, I'm going to have another miscarriage. I don't think about that. I'm just like, I'm a mom now. That's behind me and we can move on with our family. So we have our journey with Carter. We bring Carter home about, I would say Carter, he's maybe 18 months or so. I can't remember exactly, but we get pregnant again and unplanned. I was completely shocked. I, I was completely shocked and I was almost like a little sad because I was thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't really have a lot of time with Carter and now I'm going to bring another baby into the world. And, you know, I was just thinking my hands are going to be so full. Um, but overall, we were excited. Um, we go, I now have a new doctor and we go to see him, which he's amazing. I'll talk more about him in another episode. Um, but we go and everything is good for the first appointment. Next appointment, we go and... I'm like completely positive. I don't even think anything of it. I'm looking at the ultrasound and um, the ultrasound tech actually stops. And she's like, has anybody said anything to you about this pregnancy? And Andy and I immediately, we looked at each other and my heart sank. I was like, no way. This cannot be happening again. This cannot be happening again. So she points at the screen and she's like, do you see this? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, I'm going to talk to your doctor about this. She was like, this could be something. And I was like, okay, immediately I start crying. She hands me a tissue. She was so amazing. Like everybody in that office is. And, you know, another doctor that helped out a lot with Carter's pregnancy comes in and she says, Tiara, I'm so sorry. She was like, I hate that lightning is striking twice. And when she said that, like, oh my gosh, I get chills thinking about it right now. When she said that, I was like, what is like, what, like, what have I done? You know, looking back, I remember this sentiment so vividly. I was like, you know, if I've done something in my past or if I've done something to deserve this, I could deal with it. I could chop that up and take responsibility for it. But, you know, I always thought about Andy in the situation and I just always thought about how he didn't deserve he didn't deserve all of this and he deserves someone that could give him healthy and happy kids and that was a real weight on me for a long time um 
And I felt it. I felt it so hard on this day. Um, So the doctor comes in. She apologizes. She said that lightning is striking twice. And she says that we need to do a procedure where they take a little bit of your placenta and they send send it off for testing to figure out exactly what's going on with the fetus and to see if there's going to be any like um, genetic problems or any like, you know, if it's if the pregnancy is going to be viable, basically. So I do the procedure and, you know, I'm just a mess. I'm an emotional wreck, but I have a child. I have Carter. I have to, you know, get my stuff together, wrap it up. I still have to be a mom. So you know, fast forward about, I think it was about three weeks when we get the results and, um, you know, the, the genetic doctor calls and says, Hey, you know, this fetus has Turner syndrome and Turner syndrome is very rare. It's typically, or I guess, no, it's always, um, for a female fetus and the survival rate is less than 1%. And most of the time, you actually lose a heartbeat before the 15th week. Um, Yeah, before 15 weeks. And if you go past 15 weeks and you have a miscarriage, you will have to deliver. So she's telling me all of these things. I'm processing everything. And she says, you know, take your time. You guys discuss what you want to do, what you, if you want to go through with the pregnancy, if you don't, um, or, you know, just take some time, think about it. So, you know, I have Carter to think about. I have his needs to think about. And ultimately, we decided not to go through with the pregnancy. So after this happened, we just decided that we were going to kind of table the conversation of having more children. Um, We were so emotionally exhausted and emotionally drained and my body needed time to recover. We decided that we were going to get on birth control and you know, talk about it later, basically. But in this time, I still knew I wanted more kids. I knew that I didn't want Carter to just be an only child. I'm one of four and I love being one of four. I love my siblings. I love how we grew up. I love that as adults, we're really close and we have each other. And I just wanted that for Carter. I knew I wanted that for Carter. So I knew that you know, we weren't done. We weren't done with the pregnancy conversation and we weren't done with exploring options of having another safe pregnancy. So we go back to our OBGYN that delivered Carter and we do kind of the same thing. You know, we ask a bunch of questions, you know, am I healthy? Would this, you know, would Turner syndrome happen again? Would miscarriage happen again? All of these things, we're asking all the questions and same as every other doctor. My doctor says, you're healthy, you're young. You know, unfortunately, these are just bad circumstances that have happened and, you know, stay positive. You guys have the green light, try again. So we try again and we get pregnant with Landon. And I am so excited. I still remember the exact day that we got pregnant with Landon. We took a day trip, or not got pregnant with Landon, but found out we were pregnant with Landon. We took a day trip to San Diego, and I was just crabby. Like, 
Andy always, I talk about that trip all the time. And he's like, when you were in such a bad mood, I'm like, I wasn't in a bad mood, but I just wasn't feeling well. And I had my app and my app was like, oh, you know, you're a couple days late. I didn't think anything of it because we had just literally just started trying. And I was like, eh. And then I was telling Andy, I was like, oh, you know, my app says that, you know, I'm like four, four days late. And he was like, well, you should take a pregnancy test. He was like, just so you know, to stop drinking. So I took pregnancy tests. I honestly, I just left it on the, I left it on the sink and didn't, didn't think I wasn't hovering over it. Like, you know, like every other time. And I go back to the sink and I was like, oh my gosh. And I call Andy into the bathroom and I said, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. And he says, oh, really? He was like, no wonder you're in a bad mood. (laughs) And that's how we found out we were pregnant with Landon. And when I tell you the anxiety that I had almost my entire pregnancy, everything, every ache, every pain, every, you know, if I was too thirsty one day or, you know, every little thing, it just, all the anxiety of it all. And it's from these past experiences And I now, I hope that every pregnancy going on, you know, the anxiety gets less and less and less because it takes a real toll. It really, really does. Um, But, you know, Landon, his pregnancy was amazing. It was nothing like Carter's, which I will get into in another episode. Um, But we have two amazing boys and, you know, they're here from you know, all these past experiences and I couldn't be more grateful. I do want to get into some quick statistics um, that, you know, regarding miscarriage, early pregnancy loss, pregnancy within the first 13 weeks is actually quite common. One out of 100 women will experience early pregnancy loss, according to the American College of Obstetrician and Gynecology. A recent study in 2021 found that Black women, specifically Black American women, are at a significantly higher risk of miscarriaging, up to 43% higher than their white counterparts. Those statistics are crazy to me. And like I said, I, nobody had ever told me, hey, this has happened to me hey, this has happened to me. It wasn't until I started to tell people because like you guys will find out, I'm an open book and I have no, I love talking about our stories. I feel like it makes me the woman that I am today. But nobody, nobody has, nobody told me that this has happened to them. So I never would think that 43%, that we have 43% of a higher risk of miscarriaging. I don't see that in my day to day. I don't see that statistic. So that means that women around me are going through this in silence. And that makes me so sad. It really does. Because this is something that you shouldn't go through alone. You should talk to the people that you trust. You should talk to your safe circle. And, you know, I know it's hard because most of the time people don't know what to say. and. I know for me, it was a lot of that. It was like, people didn't know what to say. So you just instantly say, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And that's kind of it. But I hope that this episode has, you know, given you 
kind of some insight of the thought process of what happens when somebody goes through this type of loss. And this helps you, this gives you the tools to comfort someone that may come to you and say, hey, this has happened to me, or I hope that you listen to this if this has happened to you and you know that you are not alone in this and that it is quite common. You shouldn't go through it by yourself and that you should talk to the safe people around you. Um, I want to end this episode with a segment. Um, It's our love note segment. And this segment is when I pin a love note to my former self or I give my former self, you know, some advice, what I would have told my myself in this moment. Um, And, you know, I would tell my I would tell my 21 year old self that. This is going to happen for you. You are going to be a mom. You are going to be. Oh, my gosh, you guys, I'm going to cry. You are going to be the best mom. And and you are going to raise great kids and not to beat yourself up because it's not your fault. And you know that Andy loves you and he's going to be there to support you through all of this. And it's okay. I would tell myself it's okay. Thank you for finishing your coffee with me. As always, I'm sending a big hug. Please don't forget to review and rate this podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share with a friend. You can find me on Instagram at StrongerNowPod. I'll see you next Tuesday for more stories. Bye, guys.